0: The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain.
1: G'day guys, welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today's guest, I have Mr. Nye. This man has been around the blocks, been in the space for a long time, and we're going to cover whatever the hell we want. Sounds good to have you on the show, me. man. Good to be here, bro. Really nice to meet you. Yeah. So listen, obviously what we want to do to kick things off is I want to know how you got started. Like, What, what got you into this space and when was it?
0: Uh, 2012, 2013, Bye. me and a couple buddies were just like fucking around on the internet, like buying some Bitcoins and, and uh, just messing around, having a good time. And then took some years off of it, man. Got, I was into my other entrepreneurial ventures, making yeah. mobile apps and things like that. Yeah, uh-huh. And uh, got back from Burning Man in 2017 and my buddy hit me up. He was like, hey, bro. I'm getting really heavy into crypto. You, you should check this out. And uh, the rest is history, man. Started to spend 10, 15 hours a day on the computer, studying, learning, researching, trading, and uh, got into it. And you got in early, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, the, the 2012, 2013 was really early, but I wasn't like serious about it. Yeah, you know what okay. I mean? It was more just like, what is Bitcoin? I'll buy some of them. I'll buy a little bit of Litecoin. We'll spend it on whatever we can spend it on back in those days. And totally forgot all about it. Like, didn't really <laughs> like, take anything serious. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, a Ended up, experiment. Like, yeah, yeah, of course. Ended up like actually losing like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of Litecoin uh, just because I left it on an old computer that I like threw away and just like. Didn't even think about it until 2017 came around, and everybody was like, "Yo, Litecoin's three hundred dollars or two hundred fifty dollars." And I was like, "Didn't <laughs> I have like ten thousand or hundred thousand of those somewhere?" <laughs> you know? Like, Ouch. And yeah, it is what it is. It was—it's was, was, was cool, cool story to have. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, we've all got them, mate. I mean, look, I've—I've uh, I've blown a lot of accounts. Not in crypto. I've been trading for twelve years, and yeah. when Ooh. I started out, you know, like. Dude, I blew three accounts in the space of three months. Damn. Uh, and I'm happy to say that because, you know, the best place to learn is from your failures. Of course. Uh, you don't fail if you don't stop. So um, what, what did Bitcoin mean to you back in those days? I mean, I, you were talking about, you know, your progression into the space. Didn't take it too seriously. When did it become something more powerful to you? Like When did it shift that you went,
0: all right, we're on here. Middle of 2017. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's when everybody was taking it serious. Yeah. And like when, like, real money was being made yeah. and... I didn't even like follow the progression in between 2013 and 2017 like at all. Just I left mean, it. Left it. Had heard about it a couple other times. Didn't really take it very seriously. Uh, I had clients in my other business that wanted me to pay me in crypto. I didn't really take it serious at yeah. all. Um, and yeah, 2017 came around and I like really sat down and like looked at it because I didn't have like a lot of other things going on in my life at that time and uh, really sat down and learned about it on a, like a deep, deep extent and said, wow, this, this shit's the future. This is yeah. how, how, uh, where I need to be spending my time and my energy.
1: And uh, what are you doing now? Like, I mean, I know you are a very well-traveled man. Yep. You uh, probably spend more time in the air than you do on the ground at the moment. It's sad. What, what's but, your yeah. role? Like, what, what's your message? What, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to educate people, help people? share your, like, What's, yeah, what's, that's pretty what's, much what what's I do your now. Experience?
0: Uh, right now, I've, what I've done is I built this channel out uh, mostly on Twitter, but I'm on like YouTube and other social media platforms that reaches about eight to ten million impressions a month. Wow! Um, and I just talk about crypto. I talk about the experience of, of, of trading to the experience of the development of the space as a whole to an experience of how the technology can help different industries. I talk about an extensive different things, things that just I'm interested in, things yeah. that like, I'm passionate about. And um, besides that, I go traveling around the world, like we're in Dubai right now. Uh, so I'll be speaking here tomorrow. Yep. So I do a lot of speaking. And finally, I run a marketing company. So I started a marketing company about three months ago uh, that really focuses on social media growth, community building for companies in the crypto space.
1: Well, we're going to talk. We've got a lot to talk about. Cool. So, I mean, obviously, you know, last year did see a, a huge rise in the price. Of course. Okay, course. Uh, we saw a lot of people, you know, make a lot of money on paper, all right, so to speak. <laughs> of course. Were you one of the people that, saw the writing on the wall, did take some profits or are you a maximalist and you just want to hodl to the end?
0: No, I definitely took profits.
1: Okay, good man. Because that's... that's. And what were the signs for you? Because I... I, Look, I I educate a lot of people now and they say, I wish you had been doing this through 17. But like you, I didn't take it seriously then. I, I I was... I got in in July of 2017. I it'd been introduced to Bitcoin in 2013. Yeah. But as a trader, I need the tools didn't exist. I didn't have charts, I didn't have enough volume. Of course. Like, I just didn't even have stop losses. It's simple stuff that I as a trader need to operate. I mean I was trading FX, commodities, all that sort of stuff. For me, and it was personally my, my personal account, so it wasn't for a bank or anything, for me, crypto became real because my skill set matched the market in the middle of last year. I could see What was going on as far as things don't keep going up forever? Yeah. Around $15,000 was the point at which I started to think, okay, this is getting a little bit hectic. Because we had those two $3,000 days in a row massively overextended. For me, the writing was on the wall. What was it for you that sort of made you start? I'm not saying when did you get out. It's your personal information. I'm saying what were some of the signs that you went... Right, we got some bo- we got some bones here in this bank account. I want to I want to sort of clock a couple of those.
0: Totally. Um, so I don't have like trading experience like you have to any degree. So it was st- it was still very very new to me. It was like okay. okay, wow, this market's like going parabolic. Everybody's freaking out. Everybody's making lots of money. <laughs> um, yeah, it was great. And like, it's pretty obvious things can't go up forever, but yeah. you can get caught in the euphoria of it. You know, it's like a psychological thing. Yeah. Um, everybody gets really really excited and really really happy, and it keeps going up and up and yeah. up. Um, the sign for me was it started to go down, you know. And I like, I can't like attribute it to skill that I cashed out a but lot. But you did. Yeah, yeah, I did. It was very lucky, though. Like, it was very lucky, you know. Um, I sold a lot of my coins, threw it into some ICOs. ICOs were really popping off, so yeah, I made real were, good money in, yeah, went in the crazy. ICO realm. Three, four X in a week, you know what yep. I mean? Um, and it was mostly luck. I'm going to be honest. It was mostly luck, but it, it played out really well. I'm super grateful for how it out.
1: And so, okay, you took profits. Yeah. You recycled them in ICOs. You took profits on the ICOs. took profits on the ICOs. Back in the dollars, back in the Tether. How do you manage Um, your portfolio? I
0: don't, I don't ever mess with Tether. I think we saw like two weeks ago or a week ago was what's really happening with Tether and like that's a a little bit collapsing. Mm -hmm. I went from like a dollar down to 80 cents, which is not good. Uh, I think that's only the first sign of of what's really going to happen with Tether. But I never mess with Tether. I took a lot out into dollars, uh, paid some bills, got some like debt out of the way, cleared, cleared like, Things up in my life. Made your you know? life simple. Made my life simpler. Yeah, you sim- know? yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and cleared a lot of things up. And felt like I was in like a good position in life in general. Yeah. And had enough cash flow to, help to say, hey. Like I can actually build something with this, because yeah. for me, like that's what trading was always about. It's what it always will about, will be about, is like creating more cash flow for me to build more things yeah. in the world. Like that's that's, that's what, what I. That's what drives like
1: to do. you, right? Yeah. yeah, it's
0: not just about money. It's about finding something that you enjoy doing. Of course, and that's yeah. what's
1: really really important. Money is
0: only a catalyst to create more comfort and to create more enjoyment. And I enjoy creating things, so I enjoy time. Yeah, I use
1: money to get time. There you go. I just want to go fishing. You go. Nice. That's what I do. Awesome. That's cool. That's
0: cool. I don't really mess with fishing, but that sounds fun.
1: Oh, mate. It's, I mean, think about this. You're outdoors. Yeah. In the ocean. Yeah. You got all the beauty around you. It's the only time I can truly, truly chill out. Or in the ocean, swimming, surfing, Beautiful. that sort of thing. That's cool. But coming back to that, I mean, look, we saw the up, we saw the down. You cashed out. You've done well. You're still in crypto. Have you gotten yeah. back in? Have you got?
0: I'm starting to buy now. You are. Yeah. Okay. That
1: was the question. Yeah. So, from your point of view, I mean, look. I got my views on on why I'm doing the same. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been buying throughout different areas. I I tend to scale into a trade, and I'll scale out of a trade, and that goes to my investment portfolio as well. I don't just go all in because ah, why not? I do it because I know what I'm doing. And I take my time, and there's no emotion. Of course. Uh, I'm very, very, very boring when it comes to my execution. But but what's it? What has it been that's made you feel like now's the time to start to accumulate again?
0: So I mean. Bitcoin is looking pretty bottomed out. A large majority of altcoins are getting bottomed out. There's really low market caps on some projects that are really, really high potential. Um, Now, will all of them survive? Definitely not. Um, But there are some projects that I liked during the last bull run that I liked even during like the bounce in the bull run in like May, April timeframe. And some newer projects that came out in the beginning to middle of this year that have just gotten completely wrecked out of ICO phase because everybody just sells them off. Yep. I really don't think we're at the turnaround phase yet. I think with some altcoins like we've seen over the last week, two weeks, we've like things. Yeah, there's some of them are just yeah. pumping out yeah. there, some yeah. of them are making some big moves. Yep. Um, but I don't think we've seen like a full turnaround yet. I think we need some Bitcoin action to have that happen. I don't really see where the money's gonna come yeah. from just yet. That being said, even if Bitcoin does potentially go down to four and a half, five thousand or even low four thousand, high three thousand range. I'm comfortable starting to average in here. I'm comfortable starting to buy some of these projects out there that have decent market caps yeah. that are just bottomed out, or at least what seem to be bottomed <laughs> out. And I'm, I'm willing to take that risk. It's low risk, high reward right now. Well, that's
1: that's the way to look at it. And you've got to have a plan, you obviously do. The whole scaling in thing, look, I'm buying now. If it goes to 5,000, I'll be buying at five. If it goes to four, I'll be buying at four. If it goes to three, I'll be buying at three. If it goes below three, I'll start to question my own sanity. But the underlying, technology isn't changing it yeah. is developing and um it's it is really interesting to see this year because i mean we we haven't seen those cycles you, you mentioned that uh, some of the alts are popping off uh key was ripple the first yeah. of the big dogs to actually get a pump on first this year since you know the early january oh, yeah. february but i find it really really fascinating because what, what we'd call it in traditional markets would be green shoots you yeah. know the ground's been burnt the first things that pop up are the odd bits of grass hither and thither. Yeah. And uh, Ripple was one of those. We saw Bitcoin Cash even have a micro push. We've seen and there's a little push on there. There's been a few, and a few within the top 100, yeah. and, and a couple within the top 10, Ripple being the, the key example there. These green shoots are starting to come about, and when we talk about trading, I look at the charts and I read the charts. We've done this with people go, oh, look at all the lower highs coming in. It's like, well, if you're going to look at the lower highs, you've also got to look at higher lows. You yeah, cannot yeah. weigh anything towards what you think, because who gives two hoots about what you yeah, think? I don't care what you think. I care what the market's telling me. So we've seen Fidelity coming in, having a chat. We've seen Goldman coming in. We're seeing a lot of other big players yeah, coming box in. Hobbocked situation. Now, are you liking this or are you not liking
0: this? Um, so I think it's positive for the space as a whole, you know, um, a lot of traders online think it's really a bullish, a really bullish signal. And I think it is a bullish signal for like a long-term five, 10 year play, long-term, gotta yeah, be. like definitely uh, a great play. But then you also have to think of it from the perspective of like, if Goldman Sachs is coming in, they're going to out trade you. <laughs> they are like, like, they are like, you've got experience. Most of these people on online no. have tons of experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will out-trade you, they will uh, come in, they will have algorithms that are better than the way that you can handle any trade. Yep. Um, they will know when to enter, they will know when to exit, and trading is competition. If you can trade better Absolutely. than the other person, you're you gonna make more money, exactly. Yeah. Um, so th- thankfully I'm not like super focused on trading right now, I'm more in a swing trade or a hodl position uh, for most of my coins, so it doesn't really like threaten what I'm doing, yeah. um, but for people who sit on there and day trade, then that's a huge threat to them. Well,
1: I'll tell you what, uh, from my point of view, you remember, I, I come from a background of trading for so I've fought these big dogs for a long time, yeah. in my own portfolio. I've traded FX, traded Bion, all I've traded all those products. What I see, if they did replicate something that we have in more traditional markets, is volume. The yeah. volume's a good thing because right now we get a lot of slippage. You know, you, you get to buy something and you can't buy it at the price you want because the books are too thin. Of you don't get what you want and increase your risk as a trader because your stop loss might be here, but you get taken out here or here, 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 here. Your, your risk grows. So it'll bring more credibility for traders to join into in that market. But what it also does is it creates amazing trends. You're right, they're going to have their quants, they're going to have their algorithms doing their thing. But that will create trends and they want those trends to go in a certain direction for a certain amount of time. Of so what I talk about is I'm not trying to pick the bottom and I'm not trying to pick the top. You focus on the chunk in the middle and you can make a living from this yeah. because you work with them. Of course. You don't fight them, you, you follow that herd with them. Um, but yeah, the, I, I see it as being a positive. It's a, it's a building stage right now. Uh, I've spoken to a couple of guests today and we discussed the fact that, you know, we have for the last three to four months now seen Bitcoin more or less consolidate in a pretty sideways range and not do a great deal. Now, of course, for the online community, um, you know, sometimes they're ropeable. They hate it. They want to either go on flying up or going down so they can forest, complain about it. Forest. But the bottom line is technology and businesses aren't built like that. Yeah. They need time and space to breathe. Now, if there's good treasury management, they should be fine. Their runway should still have plenty of equity or sorry, plenty of capital yeah. to allow them to execute. What I'm enjoying seeing now is seeing the projects that are doing, not just relying on a listing here to pump the price. Are there any projects, and I'm not asking you to shill anything to spot your name, is there anything at the moment that's really captured your attention as far as they're actually executing a plan in a positive way based on their roadmap?
0: I mean, I think a lot of projects are doing that right now, you know, uh, nothing specific that comes to mind. I mean, there are a couple companies that I, <laughs> I guess I could say there's a couple companies that I'm working with that I'm in yeah. like advisors for and things yep. like yep. that uh, that are doing really, really well that I'd like love to be a part of. And, and um, so, for example, Agora.Vote is one of those projects Agora, that I'm yep. working yep. with. Uh, they're a voting platform yep. that's just constantly building stuff. They're working really hard. They've already got a working product. They're working on some amazing partnerships, things like that um also shout out to the guys over at temco another one of my clients that i'm working with my marketing company um they're building the korea's first supply chain Um, korea's
1: first supply chain yeah
0: via the blockchain um have uh some big investments from i think korea investment partners kip which is uh actually their first it's the it's the largest investment firm in korea and it's their first investment in blockchain technology okay so big stuff happening um but to be honest with you man despite Names or things like that. The whole space is moving forward, and what we're starting to see now is that companies are forced to actually create things, um, yes. which is great. You it's, know, we're kind of out this out of this euphoria phase yeah. where you can just buy an ICO and get a 4x next week, no What'd matter if they off? have a working yep. product or yep. just a white paper, just an idea. Yeah, exactly, and um, it's positive. I like it.
1: Well, look, you've you've kind of touched on something that I'm very passionate about execution. I'm an operator. We get things done and we do them quickly and we work hard. I'm sure you're in the same sort of boat. You don't build a business by just, you know, not getting shit done in the real world. Crypto is coming into the real world now. And if we think about last year during that ICO craze, I sort of reflect back to to school projects. You know, a school project, you'd have uh, a pretty picture. That's the website. You had your little video. That's the pitch, right? Yeah. Then you got your white paper. There's a couple of spelling mistakes, but that's okay. What? That's yeah. your business plan. You can't even get the spelling <laughs> right. Yeah. And they still raise 30, 40 million dollars. Now, what are these there. kids doing? I've got no problem yeah. with young people in business. Yeah. But they you need to have somebody there who's an old head that can actually run this. And I'm and, and seeing now the level of projects, because it's much more difficult to raise right now, Nice. So, what set of projects are still raising? Different monies come in. VCs are getting involved now. The, the type of projects that we're seeing are run by business people that have an idea, have a basic execution past, mm. meaning they get shit done, and they're rolling it out in a different way now. So we're seeing better projects with more maturity come into the ICO space or you know the, what is it, SEO security, STO yeah, space. Yeah, of course. We are seeing it develop. Do you think we're really at the beginning of the maturity stage or are we uh,
0: a bit no, further we're along? Very, we're very beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. no question. I mean, you got to think about it about like none of these projects actually have real world use case yet. Yeah, yeah. They are attempting to have real world use case, but none of them are actually being applied yeah. to a large audience of people of over a million, two million people that are actually using, using. it. Using. Um, most of them are. Yeah. Too complicated for a normal person to use. They have like they haven't simplified it. They've actually made it more complicated to use cryptocurrency, which is a major major problem. Yeah. Um, that being said, I still think we're five ten years out, man. I think like we'll start to see it in the next three to five years, really like taking effect. Um, but for an actual real world like uh, Disney level or something like yeah. that level of a company, it's gonna be ten years minimum, in my opinion.
1: Well, it takes time to build companies, tech startups when they are at the startup. Phase, tend to do great things very very quickly and then they've got to try and execute that plan uh, it, I'm just constantly fascinated by what's going on in this space one thing when you're in marketing in this space right so yeah. marketing you go to a lot of events all For, right uh, you're a mad many. dog on the plane right you, you must just have that wide yeah. I see a lot of pitches that are woeful is a very polite way of putting it mm-hmm. what I see is a CTO who gets up there and talks about all the tech that one percent of that audience understands, and he loses the ninety-nine percent of that audience?
0: Yeah.
1: Are you like? What's your message to these projects that you're working with? You're a good orator, You're a good speaker. You understand the space. You've seen how bad it can be. Uh, what's the plan to sort of try and help people to connect with the project? Of
0: course, we're not connecting. I mean, the problem is most of them have overcomplicated it. Um, Which is understandable, you know, they're developers, they don't understand marketing, you know what I mean? Um, And that's really what I work with a large majority of my clients on, beyond just working with social media and community building, it all begins with messaging. How can we create a more solidified message that is so simple that in one sentence or two sentences max, the basic person can understand what you're doing and why it's relevant.
1: Doing the Steve job, uh, four-minute pitch, whole business. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I want it. I literally want it two sentences. You know, if if I can't go to your website and in the first two sentences on the home front page, I understand what you do at least at a very basic level, yep. um, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah, you You're going to so, move on. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's really what I work with people on. And um, yeah, it's a ma- major issue in the space. And attention
1: is important. I mean, that is the currency of the future. Is yeah. attention. Um, you know millennials especially which there's a lot of us in this space you know I'm just on the cusp still (laughs) make it in that bracket but um, you know as it develops as it goes with social media we understand how to use this stuff there are kids that have grown up with a mobile phone connected to things their whole life the world is changing what we've got to try and do I think is these guys know what's up they're going to they're going to adopt technology quickly but without the old cats involved as well we're going to have that I guess that this is the way we want it because we're used to it, but this is the way the future is. Clash, clash, clash. We've got to have that seamless involvement of everybody in the space to make it all work. So, it's
0: it's even kind of like the, let's just take it from this perspective of like banking, right, or the financial world. We have this, uh, new world kind of thing where it's like it's only crypto forget the banks. We don't need the banks, you know Like we we've trying to do everything without the banks yep, yep. and then we have the banks that are like feel threatened by crypto Obviously, yep. but like you said there needs to be a middle ground. There needs to be a way that benefits both parties Yeah, and if it can benefit both parties and uh, Then it's gonna benefit the world around us better
1: Mate, we can all be friends. We can all learn from each other and I've can learned a bit from you today if, if there's anything I can do. I'll give you access to all my training if you want to learn, look into trading a little bit more, Appreciate it. I'd love to show it to you. Nye, no, it's cool, been an man. absolute pleasure
0: yeah, having you on, on it. the
1: show. Let everyone know where they can find
0: you, mate. Guys, you can find me on Twitter, Nye the Crypto Guy, YouTube, Nye the Crypto Guy, IamNye.com. Check me out.
1: Excellent. Guys, have a fantastic day from Dubai. Bye for now.